Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a brand new promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com. Look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in ROTR in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show, I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair and Zoomland as usual, just us two tonight flying solo. Uh, interesting topic to start off the show, cover songs. Do we even need them? Or is it worth it to do one? Why? I, I've been interested in this con- this concept for a while. I don't know if we've really talked about cover songs on the show much before, like in, in depth. We definitely have. But. Well, I mean, I mean, like maybe certain cover songs we've talked about in depth, but I don't know if we've really talked about like, is it like, do we need cover songs? I guess is the where I'm going with this. Um, mm. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I, I don't know. What, what's your take? Give me your take first. Well, I'll tell you what I'm interested in. I'm interested in being pissed off by your question. Why do we <laughs> why do we why do we have to have a need to need them? Why can't they just happen? What made you ask this question? I'm just wondering. I be- guess the- be- be- because it's like I mean, you're just redoing now I, I okay, I understand that there's some big songs and some Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Go ahead. Do you prefer a cover song that is just uh, the 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 artist who covers the song do you prefer that they just sort of cover the song in its original form and put very little spin on it or would you prefer an artist 
completely change the song and make it their own. I my I'll, I'll tell you what I like after you tell me what you like. Uh, I mean, I would. I think I like more of put your own spin on it. But my question is, do we need to do cover songs? Because that's a, that that's an that's <laughs> I don't know a, how to answer that. That's a, well, yeah. That that's an artist not doing an original song. Like they're doing a song of someone else. Is my point. You know who thinks we need cover songs? Tracy Chapman, because her her bank account is getting pretty deep. Okay, so that's actually a thought I hadn't. I, I okay, I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about the original artist getting a lot of profit. Now that's a newer thing, right? Since they're streaming no. and stuff like that, you don't think so? Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. So when Limp Biscuit put out or put out Faith. Do you think George Michael's bank account increased by a crap load? Everything. Really? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. You you cannot profit off somebody else's song. You can stream it, right? But you cannot sell it. Uh, wait, what? And I'll what? give you a few examples. What now? You can't, what, pro- what, you what? can't profit off of someone else's song. Correct. So you're saying that Limp Bizkit never made a dime off of Faith? No, they don't own the rights to that music. Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't know that was a thing. Let me make sure I'm correct. My, see, I, my, know most ba- my thought, I know most bands do not. My thought, and I may have just made this up in my head at some point, was just that they got the permission from the band or from the record label that that band's on to recreate that song or do that song. I never really thought that they did, couldn't profit off of it. But now how does that work if if a band does a cover song and it's on their album, but they're still getting record sales? The record is selling, but all the mechanical royalties, which is what they're called, go to the original artist. So in the, in the instance of Limp Bizkit selling millions of records of, what is it, Significant Other, that was a record that Faith was on? I think so, yeah. Yeah, George Michael's getting the majority of those royalties for that song. Yes. So is that just a sta- that is that just a standard number off of each album sale? Yes. Okay. And it's it's changed over time. Okay. So like if you want to sell, if you want to include it on a record, you have to reach out to the artist. You have to get permission to get a mechanical license to the song, and then that mechanical license will afford them the opportunity to make money off of your cover. So it's they get the royalties. So I learned this the hard way when a band I was in covered a very famous rapper song and we didn't get permission to sell it now anybody can cover a song right anybody can cover a song put it on youtube they can record it put it on streaming services but they can't sell it if they didn't get permission from the artist to get that mechanical license so what my dumb mess and the band i was in what we did is we just we covered it we recorded it we put it on a record that we were selling somehow the original artist's record label found out and we got received a cease and desist letter from their record label. Gotcha. Now, we had sold out of the CDs that it was on and it wasn't on iTunes yet. However, the reason I think they found out is that, you remember how we had the conversation of, of remember I was in a band and we found out that some online record store was selling our, our CD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. 
So this was one of the very early versions of this. We had no idea that the CD was online and being sold by someone else. Right. And this is before Spotify really even existed. I think that's how they found out. And I remember we referenced in the email back to them, we referenced, they referenced this site and we went and checked it out. We're like, we don't even know what the fuck this is. Right. Like we're pissed too, because they're making money. Like that was my first glimpse into like, Oh, people can just kind of take your stuff and sell it. I'm I, so this is the whole thing that we, you know, we went back and forth on like, who do we, who do we talk to about this? Do we have rights to sue over this? Cause we thought like Bandcamp was involved at the time because we were solely putting demos and singles and stuff through Bandcamp. And I remember for a very brief amount of time, Bandcamp would let you, I'm, I, I, I don't know for sure. I've, I've done a lot to my brain since then, but like, I'm pretty sure Bandcamp would let you sell from through their site. But we also went through CD Baby, so it could have been through that. There were there was a, a million different ways that it could have happened. And the person who was in charge of all this was not the most responsible. And to be honest with you, he was trying to steal all the money. So that's probably how it happened. Gotcha. But yeah, so anyway, to answer your question about the yeah the original artist will make money off of that now if you don't get permission and you sell that bad boy you're getting sued right simple as that okay they'll send you they'll likely send you a cease and desist and say take that down right now and actually i don't even know if they'll go through the artist they'll probably if you're on a record label they'll go straight to your label and if you're not on label they might go straight to itunes or something and be like that because when you go through a distributor it will ask you is this song an original or is it a cover version right mm-hmm. now if you'd lie which i'm assuming if someone had the balls to actually put it on itunes and try to sell it if you lie my thought process would be well that record label would be smart enough to know well let's just go straight to the distributor and see if they lied or not right and the distributor will just i don't know but do we need cover songs well okay yeah, so man, but- they're fun before we get away from that, so do you? So a band doesn't necessarily have to give the permission to another artist to do a cover song of that band. Like, is the band not even included in that at all? Here's why I ask. So this is going like to play live. No, no, to pl- like to put out a song. I mean, look at YouTube, dude. It's cover after cover after cover after cover. But I mean, but you, but you don't have, so you don't have to go through the band. Here, here, okay, here's why I asked this. No. So this is going to roll us into uh, probably playing the music video. So um, uh, Radke just put out a new music video and song. He redid Last Resort in like this yeah. beautiful type of, of way. But he recreated it and it's not bad. Uh, not nothing I'm going to listen to over and over again, but it's not bad for what he did. It's completely different from the Papa Roach version. Well, before we got on here, I just seen the reaction video from Jacoby watching the video and he was praising it and saying he loved it and loved the, the way he did it and all this other stuff. But I was thinking, so did he not even know that this was happening or do you think he was just kind of putting on a front a little bit that, yeah, I knew that he made, he was going to make this song. Or do you think somebody told him later, like, Hey, Radke redid this video or, or re- redid your song. You should do a reaction video for it or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, did, do you think he even knew up front that this was happening? Yes. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. I think he was playing it up for the reaction video. But he was doing the reaction yeah. video because he wanted to give more views to the music video, I'm sure. Because sure. also that in turn is going to turn into more people listening to the original version. Well, by Papa Roach. But okay. he, he definitely knew that that was done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. R- Ronnie Racky's on a very good independent record label. They Ep- wouldn't. Epitaph, right? Yeah. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't just release something on a whim like I, that. I no, there it. I I feel like all the proper channels would have been would have been touched and and yeah I I doubt it. Okay. Now again, I don't know. Is that song on iTunes? Let's look. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I sent it to did, you through that. Did you? Yeah. It's for sale. Let's find out. Let me I look. So. I think so. Hold yeah. On. I don't think it is. Well, I'm not. I don't know why I'm saying that. I haven't looked until right now. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Oh, so you're not okay. I'm thinking Apple Music. I'm not thinking iTunes. Is that not the same thing? I'm confused. Uh, Apple Music is a streaming service. iTunes is a store where you buy things. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't know. <laughs> oh, dear. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's for sale. So, yeah. So, yeah, Papa Roach knew. They're not just going to put it up for sale. Okay. I gotcha. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't really know that that was how it worked. Like I said, I, I was just kind of assumed that the band just gave permission and I, I never really thought of the profit side of it, but I well, guess they do I, give I, permission, but if whoever owns the right to that music, um, that's giving the permission is going to get a royalty from the sales of the song. Period. So do you think, okay, so Ronnie Radke, they they reach out. They say we want to recreate this song, redo it. They get the permission. Do when he does it, does he have to send it back over to that record label to listen to it and give permission to put it out after it's done, or do they just give the permission out to do it and then it gets put out? I'm just saying because like, what if it what if it's not good? I mean, in, in this case, you would assume it is because of how big these artists are. But in any other case, if the song just wasn't great. And the you know how they recreated it wasn't good. You would think they'd want to hear it first before they gave permission to put it out. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, I think they just sign off, give on the mechanical it and... license, and say go for it. And I mean, especially with a song like that, you know, if I'm the artist, I don't know if I necessarily want a hunk of shit going out into the world. But uh... yeah. It's very interesting how this works, though, because I, I was friends with a band uh, that was signed, and they were on. Have you ever heard any of the like uh, punk goes '80s or punk goes '90s or punk goes yeah. hip hop or whatever? Yeah. yeah, they were on the punk goes '80s and punk goes '90s CDs, and uh, it was interesting when they did the punk goes '90s. They had a few different songs that they wanted to do, and they could not get permission for a few of them. But ironically enough, they ended up doing an Nirvana song. And they got permission to do that. I was like, if you would have picked one band, if you would have told me who who would be difficult, you know, what band what band would it be difficult getting the permission to do a cover of for one of these compilation CDs? I would have said Nirvana. You would you would have thought. So who does that yeah. go through? Does that go through just the record label if they were on still? Or it definitely was their label reaching okay. out to whoever owned the rights to Nirvana's music. Gotcha, so that could gotcha, have been. Okay. I, you know, I'm curious about that. Who owns the rights to Nirvana's music? 
So that's that's interesting too. I never thought like this is this all. I guess I should have known that everything was connected, but I never really thought about like you know these huge artists who are selling their catalogs now. That now that somebody else owns that, they can just give permission for a punk goes '90s band or whatever to, uh, you know, put put a new song out, and they have no, they can't say anything about it or do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it's they don't own it speaking. anymore. Yeah, huh? Yeah, crazy. Uh, so it looks like Nirvana's publishing was purchased by Primary Wave Music, which was founded by Larry Mestel, former CEO of Virgin Records. And they purchased that from Courtney Love, who owned 25% of the catalog. Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic both own shares to the music as well. How did that happen? How did Courtney Love end up owning She's a, cunt. a quarter of their catalog? I don't know. Huh. I think, I mean, I know there was like a court battle between her and the dudes from Nirvana with that shit. Uh, the members of the band kept their ownership percentages, but Courtney Love, Kirk Cobain's wife, got his portion. Oh, well, there you go. Gotcha. With Nirvana LLC, the band members can control and manage the rights of their music, including the right to license the songs for commercial use. Uh, yeah, so there you go, man. Um, yes, it was just interesting to, you know, see a small band like that, smaller band like that, try to get rights to a song and some of them they couldn't. And I was like, Oh, Nirvana, that's however that happened, whatever. Right. Do you want to play a little bit of that song? The last resort? I don't think it's bad. I mean, it's not, again, not, I don't think it's something that I would listen to multiple times. No, if I'm listening to that song over and over again, it's going to be the original version. But this isn't terrible. No, I mean, it, but it is a completely reimagined version of the song. Right. So you have to kind of suspend your feelings for the original and listen to this. With you, an open you, want, mind. you know what? Okay. You know what's hardest for me to suspend my imagination on this with is the word fuck. Huh? The word fuck in this song. What do you mean? It doesn't feel like it fits in the song when it's recreated here. Is it not in the original? It is. But when he oh, says, okay. I don't give a, f- or uh, don't give a fuck if I cut my arm bleeding, listen to that in this song, like in the reimagined okay. one. And it doesn't feel like it fits anymore because of the, the light, the lightness of this song, like the, I gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Just listen to it and tell me what you think. That's good. Then. But also, cool music video. I didn't even actually watch the video. I just listened to the song. Okay. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. I do want to point out, though, that if you know anything about Papa Roach, the origin of this song actually started on piano. Okay, cool. The bass player was playing that riff that on the piano, and everybody was like, "What is that?" <laughs> He's like, uh, "I'm not sure yet." <laughs> that's 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 where the song came from. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, in a small way, he's kind of going back to the origin of the song with I this got, a little bit. Gotcha. I don't know. See, it doesn't. Okay, feel, yeah, I see. You know, I see what you're saying. You know, what I, say it doesn't feel yeah. like it fits there. Like I, I mean, almost it's a little bit weird. Almost like you need to just take it out somehow. 
I mean, anytime you use a curse word in a song this pretty, it's like, yeah. well, I don't know if that works, but yeah. This is my last resort. See, this part's cool to me. It's probably like my favorite part of the song. But also, wouldn't it be, it, it probably wouldn't be shocking to anyone if Ronnie Racky just came out tomorrow and said, I identify as a vampire, right? <laughs> I had to. <laughs> he looks cooler than me, so it's fine. So, okay, so he, I mean, so so falling in reverse can't make any money off of this song. Kurt, you, you, you uh, I can make a little bit, but I mean, I would say the majority. What does a mechanical license pay? Let's look that up. So, my question is, what is the what's beneficial about recreating a Papa Roach song for them? Just hoping that it will push them to listen to other falling in reverse music. Yeah, man. You're you're okay. you're opening yourself up potentially. You're opening yourself up to Papa Roach fans listening you know, to Falling in Reverse, maybe. Yeah, I mean, or uh, so. Mechanical license gets you nine point one cents per song. When the artist slash record company records a songwriter slash slash music publisher song and makes it available for sale as a download or part of a physical album, a mechanical royalty of nine point one cents per song is due. Okay. So So that's so that's the other thing too. Like when you when you have an artist who is ha- has a really shitty record deal and they don't own the rights to their music, the record label's taking all of that anyway. Yeah. So the two people that stand to benefit them or the two parties that stand to benefit the most are the original artist and the record label, not gotcha. the covering artist. Gotcha. But <clears throat> So what about songs that are covered? Well, what what's it considered when it's not a cover but it's a an artist doing song a new song over the music of an older artist or a different artist so like Explain. so like the one that comes to my mind is the song sing for the moment Eminem did over uh Aerosmith's I know you're going to hate that yeah. that yeah uh example my but worst example you could have given me about it but but I get it but what do you consider that? Is that con- that's not considered a cover song, right? What's it considered? No, that's a sample. So he sam- sampled the original song. Okay. So I wonder how that works. What's that so- stupid song called? Sing for the moment. Live for the moment. Sing, sing, for, sing, sing for the moment. I think is what it's called. That's what it's called. I think so. Let's see. Yeah. So that's essentially considered. Uh, to be containing samples of the song Dream On by Aerosmith. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's definitely not a cover. I mean, I knew that, but I wanted to be sure, see what the internet was saying about it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no. Well, we, hip hop, that's, it's very common. I mean, and that's how, that's how hip hop was started. It was based off the samples. You yeah, know? true. Okay. So it's a totally different thing. And I, you know, when, when rap was still in its ether, you know, there were a lot of older boomer artists who were complaining, like they're just stealing the music. It's like, no, they're not. They're not stealing it. They're reimagining it, but they're not using your idea. They're just using the baseline of your idea. Dare I go back to, but you do have to get permission for that. You can't just sample right. something. Yeah, go, right. Oh, that's fine. Uh, because I go back to the vanilla ice thing. And he never had, he just said, Hey queen, David Bowie, can I use this? But I don't know how that works though. Like the payout on that, I, that might just be, I would imagine there's some kind of sample standard as far as like what is paid out. It's probably not the same as like a full cover song, but it's a portion because you're only using a portion of their song or just like a sample of the chorus of their song or whatever. Owner of the song recording and the copyright owner of the musical work. Assuming you have permission to use the music, you can leverage it in your own song recording. Do not use samples if you don't have proper permission, unless you want to go to court. Yeah, so you have to get permission. <laughs> I often go back to because if you listen to a lot of records, man, like so many of them are just full of fucking samples. That had to have been a fucking process. Like uh, I'm thinking of like the Chronic. By Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. You know, how many songs a chronic contain samples? Six of them. This fascinates me because, again, it, it feels like it would be a goddamn process. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> Just be like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Do we have to do this? I mean, is there a loophole somewhere? <laughs> yeah. So let's see. How many of the every single song contains a sample? Oh, really? Wow. Yep. Yep. Every single one. So sixteen. It's a sixteen-song album. Every single song has a sample in it. So they had to. God damn. And some of these, you know that it was not fun. <laughs> well, like there's a Led Zeppelin sample, a George Clinton sample, James Brown, Public Enemy. Yeah. Kudos to whoever had to do that job. Yeah, that was a mess. I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, who knows? It might be easier than we think. So back to the question, do we need covers? Yeah. I think we need them because it opens up uh, artists to a new fan base or new audience base or potential audience. And I think it opens up the listener to new artists. So, yeah. Okay. I I, I think uh, you should ask, you should ask Luke Combs if we need cover songs because did you know? Wait, did we talk about this? Oh, no, we didn't. So we talked about the cover song, right? We played a little bit of it. Fast Car. His cover of Fast Car. Yeah. So the following 
like two days later or something. You remember how we couldn't play it on the episode on YouTube because mm-hmm. it got pulled? Yeah. I was telling my wife about that. And uh, she's like, yeah, did you see the pictures of his concert? And I go, no, where did he play? She goes, Bush Stadium. And I go, excuse me? Yeah, I knew that. She goes, yeah, yeah. he played Bush Stadium. And I go, wait a minute. She goes, isn't that why you talked about him? I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't know that he was playing Bush Stadium. But I was like, how fucking popular is this guy that he's playing Dude, he's, he's a he's a name in country music. Wow. Like he's one of the names in country music. Is he the dude that went on Rogan and cried? Oh, I don't know about that. But I, I but I want to know who it was if it wasn't. I think it was him. Now I have to know. About uh, yeah, I want to know why too. If you went on Rogan, what would you talk about? God, I don't know. No, seriously. I know. I, 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 ju- I like take I know I don't I have no idea. I have no idea what it, what is in my life that would be interesting enough to talk to Rogan about. Well, you, you do a podcast. You like music. You like working out. You like you like cars. No. Do you like wolves and bears? Because he loves to talk <laughs> yeah, about that. That's them. what I was going to say. It would probably be <laughs> mostly him talking about the same things that he talks about all the time. Luke Combs on his rare OCD and mental health. Maybe this is when he cried. I don't know. We'll watch a bit of this. I don't know how if I. You say on his rare uh, OCD? I don't know. Uh, I can already said? tell you that I don't care about this, but let's do it anyway. I suffer from like really bad, like really, really, really bad OCD, like horrible. Like, like in what way? Okay, so it's like this weird, almost like not even like necessarily probably considered like a legit, it's like a, I would guess newer would be considered form. And newer in medical terms, because like the 80s is when like the first people were kind of exploring this type, it would be called like purely obsessional OCD, which is like, okay, so you think, when I say OCD, what do you think of? Washing your hands too many times, touching mm-hmm. things before you leave, like you have to touch mm-hmm. things three times. Or like straightening this. Yeah, or like like Howard that. Stern style OCD. Right, like you're like, everything's got to be like this yeah. or straight or like yeah. everything's got to be right, right? Right. So my thing is... It, it, pure OCD is right where there's these unanswered questions in your mind that t- can never be answered. So that's every person. I can't. I can't. Can't do that, man. I'm that sorry. Weird. I yeah. I I, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not picking up what he's putting down. Uh-uh, no. I have a feeling that there was um, there was a lot of editing done in that episode. And I say that because. I mean, maybe the rest of the conversation was a lot better than what I just heard, but it wasn't fun from what I was just listening. It wasn't fun for my ear holes. So, uh, no, me neither. Uh, but I, I know that like he has said before, I think I may have told you too, like Nikki Glazer had mentioned, had said on the Rizzuto show or something, they were talking about her being on Rogan. And she said that it was originally like a three hour episode and they cut out like an hour of the show. Well, yeah, because didn't she? Isn't she the one that said like he gets you in there and that you start bullshitting? Yeah, and like you feel like it's sort of like a let's break the ice and catch up type thing. Yeah, but he's actually recording. Right. Was it her that said that? I, th- I maybe, or maybe somebody else said maybe. that. Maybe I don't want to say for sure because I don't remember. That was a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see her reality show? No, thank God. Don't. I've heard it was I I've heard for, that it was not good at all. 
Well, look, I don't know what's good about a reality show. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it, it is what it, it's 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 for me. It's like how intrusive do you want to be? Yeah. And how intrusive does the person on the fucking television want you to be? That's that's how that's how a reality show works. And then how much do you really want to believe that you know? Because it's all is, is there anything real about reality TV anymore? You know. Well. So if you're going to go down this rabbit hole, I guess you just seen that uh, Travis Barker is having a baby. Yeah. Is there going to be a reality show about it? I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's with a Kardashian. Wait, wait, wait. So... There is a reality show about it. It's called the Kardashians. I'm yeah, sure it'll yeah. be a topic of discussion. Yeah, every I'm week. sure. Yeah. Um, I. Oh, my God, dude. Reality show. Go ahead. Go ahead. I won't forget. I was no, thinking no. I was having this conversation with my wife the other day when I when I seen this that it was happening and on one hand I'm like that kid's going to be set for life and so is that kid's grandkids. But also like don't you think Travis Barker took a weird turn whenever he started dating her? Like he I mean I guess maybe it goes back to the thing where like they say that all men that are involved in the Kardashian life are like kind of go nuts. Yeah. Do you think he's going nuts? I don't know. He just, it, 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 he definitely turned like he, he wasn't the same Travis Barker as he used to be. Here's my theory. I think he's always been a fuck boy. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. And I he think, was, he I was able to just let, he was able to just let it fly whenever he got with her. A little bit hidden a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I, but the fuckery comes out when you date a Kardashian. How about that? Okay. But I think he's always been a fuckboy. Okay. You remember the lollipop conversation we had? I do. I do. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not that long ago, right? (laughs) But who was he with? Uh, Good for him. I wish him well. I, you know, I, I don't care about uh, him as a dude. Like he's cringe. He was cringe even in the show, Dave. Remember that episode at the the Met Gala when Dave was trying to get the, the picture with everybody and yeah, Even that it's dude, like I, I okay with Dave. Have we talked about I, Dave on this show yet? You finished it, right? Uh, yeah, I finished it. I don't know if we talked about the ending of it or not. Um, I'm still, and maybe they're doing it on purpose. But with Dave, it's so weird to me. Like I can't figure out: is everybody playing like them their real selves? Do you think Dave is just ha- the? he's just having them come on and like, listen, just do you. And here's a small script or, or what? Or do you think he's like making them? Okay. Like Jack Harlow, is he that douchey? Is that I like, believe so. you think he's I really w- that douchey? I, I fu- fully within my heart. <laughs> and so want to believe he's that big of a fucking twat. Yes. Yeah. Which, 1, which okay. So, yes. so me and you have talked about this. Like it's hard to tell really like what is true with him in this show and what's not. And I'm wondering, like, is well, he yeah, doing I mean, is he doing the same thing with the other characters in the show too, like that are playing no, themselves? So. Are they just able to play themselves, or is he like, hey, let's let's try to be this way, or let's try to be this way with each individual character? I don't know. I mean, I I would say with everybody else, no, I don't think he's I don't think he's you know slandering their character name by name by any means. I think there's a script, and I think they say just go with this sort of feeling. Or this is what the script calls for. The script calls for you, Jack Harlow, to be kind of a dick to Dave. So go ahead and do it. Yeah. The script calls for you to be uh, the most curious 
an intrusive person on earth, Brad Pitt. How do you feel about that? Want to do that? Dude, that, you know, char- like, that character was awesome though. That Brad Pitt that's, was playing. That, the, until the end, until it ended, that's one of the best episodes of any television show I've ever seen. Really? It was that that's deep? How much it I, was that deep for that's you? That's how wow. much I loved it. Wow. I was standing up watching it. <laughs> I'm not even fucking with you. It was so good. It it was a very uh, it was a very good episode. It was weird that it went that way after all the rest of Dave. I, I don't. I hated the ending. I hated it. Yeah. Oh, and I won't. I don't even want to spoil it for people. But well, that's why I always ask, like I brought up the, the the question of is this autobiographical in the slightest sense? Because it feels like it is. Just because I, I've I've followed Little Dicky. I've listened to his music. I've watched him do freestyles. I've watched his interviews. I feel like there's a small part of him that wants the show to be his redemption story, meaning the first half of his career up leading up to the show, leading up to getting Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in music videos, didn't go the way that he wanted it to. Right. Right. Now, again, I have no, I have nothing to back this up other than my own opinion. But that's how I feel. But I don't think that's a bad thing. That actually, to me, for me, now for the average person who didn't know who he was and they're just watching the show because it's on FX and it's on Hulu, might not be as interesting. But for me, it makes me want to watch the show more because it draws me into his character more. Right. If I weren't thinking about this, I probably wouldn't like his character at all. His character has no redeeming qualities at all. He sucks. And the yeah. the perfect example of how bad how badly he sucks is that uh the episode where they get stranded at the weird house with the because of the storm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like even in a situation like that, he can't get over his own insecurities and what do people think of me and am I doing enough for other people, this and that. But that's what makes the character, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. How do we how do we get I don't even know how we get started talking. Oh, Travis Barker Travis Barker? Yeah, yeah Travis Barker. Yeah, okay. So let's go back to that. So uh yeah, with reality, I who knows what's real on reality TV anymore. What's you know it, it all seems scripted. But I do want to tell you, you remember me talking about the show <laughs> We got to stop with reality TV. Otherwise, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. But <laughs> you remember I talked about the show Love is Blind? Yeah. I got introduced to a new one, dude. Oh, my God. Why are called... you still watching these? Dude. Just for the podcast. <laughs> no, because I'm in bed and my wife is up and they're on. And then I wake up to go take a piss or grab some water. And then I start watching and I I have questions. I want to go back to sleep, but I have questions. So... There's the show Married at First Sight. I've heard of that one. Did the name did the name give it away? <laughs> so these people never see each other. Never never go on a date, never do anything. They just show up to the altar and get married to somebody who they've never met. They've just Okay. talked to them. Wait, have they talked to him? No, wait. I don't even know that they've talked to him. Yeah, I think they have. Hold on. Oh my god! Reality show that follows singles yearning for a lifelong partnership as they agree to pr- proposal. Oh, agree to a provocative Jesus proposal, getting legally married to a stranger the moment they first meet. Yes, yeah, so they never meet. 
so what does the show, what's the show about? I mean, I, I get it. Does it like follow their life after they get married? Do you like get no. a house together and all this stuff or what's no. Okay. You've made, you've explained the most boring show in history to me already. What, what's going on here? I don't know. I hate the show. That's, I guess that was my point. <laughs> that was it. It pissed me off. No, because it, it, like, okay, so the Love is Blind show, <clears throat> they talk to the person through a wall. Yeah. And they get to know the person. With this show, it's like, well, I'm just going to, like, there was an episode where the guy was really into sports and the girl doesn't like sports. And they show up the wedding day and they actually knew each other. And now they're just going to get married. And then they're like asking all these questions that you would ask, oh, I don't know, on a first date on their wedding day. And I just, I'm, I'm watching this going, who watches this shit? Oh, wait, I do. I'm an asshole. But I had so many questions. So huh. many. It's stupid. Let's get off reality TV. <laughs> well, let's Holy let's shit. stick with TV, though. Uh, you wanted to talk about the taking of, what was the, what's the show called on Netflix? The documentary? The documentary, Oh, Take yeah. Care of Maya. Take, taking Care of Maya or Take Care of Is Maya? Is it Taking Care? Take Care? Take Care. Okay. Take Care of Maya. Okay, so give me uh, the description. You, have, you haven't seen it, though, right? No, give me a description of the show and what, what it's about. <clears throat> so it's a documentary about a family. They have a daughter. And she... Okay, so it's mom and dad, uh, daughter, son, right? Uh, daughter's older than the son. But so the daughter, just out of nowhere, starts getting ill, you know, stomach aches, her legs aren't working properly. She's in a lot of pain most times. So they keep going to doctor after doctor, hospital after hospital. Nobody really seems to know what it is. And then they go see a specialist who diagnoses her with something that I've never heard of. My wife is a nurse, been a nurse a long time. She's never heard of it. Diagnose her with this thing. It's called, this is important for the story. Oh, okay. So it's called complex regional pain syndrome. That's what they diagnosed her with. Okay. okay. And then they show a little like infomercial about complex regional pain syndrome. And they say it typically happens uh, in little girls from ages nine to 12, which is what this girl was. That's who experiences this. Okay. Nobody else really. Okay. Yeah. 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 So right away you're like, Ooh, what's going on here with these people? So, they have this doctor diagnose her with this. So they do some therapies with this doctor. It kind of helps, but then they talk about, well, there's this other therapy that we can do, and but it requires us to use ketamine. And they actually put you in a ketamine coma. Oh my god. And they put you in a yeah, they put you in a coma for like 5 days or 7 days or something. And then after you come out of the coma, what is supposed to happen is the pain is supposed to go away and you're supposed to kind of gain back some of the things that you were losing because of the pain, right? Okay. You have to go through physical therapy after. So these fucking people go to Mexico and put this little girl in a fucking coma. And she wakes up and can't use her fucking legs anymore. Oh, my God. And and the whole tone of the conversation is like, well, it worked. And I'm like, hey, assholes. No, it didn't. She can't walk now. So, so are, is this in Mexico? No, no, they why, live in Florida. Why, why but they, they go to? It's the only place you can go get the ketamine coma done. 
is in Mexico. But doctors it's in Florida, doctors in Florida said we can do doctors this. Doctors in Florida sends them to Mexico to get it done. Um, that's a first red flag, right? Right. So, what happens is, is they feel that she's kind of been cured a little bit. She's no longer in pain. She's going through physical therapy. She's like using her hands more. She can lift her arms better than she could. All this, all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So then she relapses and starts having pain again, and they take her to the emergency room at a hospital, John Johns Hopkins Hospital. So in the emergency room, a couple of red flags raised for the nurses in there and some of the people in there going, you're giving her what? So she was on like she was prescribed ketamine to be getting for the pain, for the follow-up after her procedure of being put in a fucking coma. And when the hospital sees this, they're like, wait a minute, you orally prescribe her ketamine or you uh, you inject the ketamine. So the mom is trying to explain. And the mom's a nurse, by the way, makes this even worse. What the hell? Right? Yeah, right? So the mom's trying to explain, you know, the doctors have prescribed it. It's okay. This and that. It's for complex regional pain syndrome, which no one at this hospital has ever heard of. <laughs> Apparently right? nobody has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's ever heard of it. So the the hospital raises red flags. The hospital calls, uh, you know, social services or whatever, like child services are. They come. They determine that the state's going to take this kid from the parents because they think the the parents are causing the kid harm, specifically the mother. Okay. Okay. So it turns into this long battle to get the girl back. Uh, you know, the parents trying to get the girl back from the state. They have to go through uh, different legal loophole, different legal loophole, different attorneys. You know, uh, so many people at the hospital are being deposed. And there was a social services person assigned to their case and assigned to their daughter. And she was calling it a crock of shit the entire time, was kind of like documenting things she was seeing. And uh, the mom, you know, they could only have brief conversations. They couldn't go visit her. The mom ends up killing herself. Right. So now fast forward to four years later or whatever it was, the girl's like 15 now, 16, not 15, I think 14 or 15. Now it's just them trying to sue this hospital and get money from this hospital because the mom killed herself. So they're obviously they think it's a wrongful death suit or whatever, you know, you want to call that. Okay. So that's the majority of what it's about. It's really long. Like my wife and I eventually go, God, this is still happening. Like we feel like this could have ended so long ago, but. But. My biggest, my, so like, it's very interesting. Like I told you before we started, if I didn't have kids, I would be less interested in this because they do. One of the interesting things they do is um, they, they focus on this social services person. And apparently she kind of had a, a tendency to get kids taken away from parents calling it abuse or whatever. And they talk to some of these parents and that, and that's a little bit scary to think about that. If you're a parent, you take a kid to a hospital, they see bumps and bruises. They go, Oh, wait a minute. What's really going on here? Right. It's like, Oh, he fell, uh, fell off his chair. You know, if they have, if they have whatever they feel is a necessary cause to take the kid away, they will. Right. At least in this state, in this County of Florida, you know, it, it happened a lot. Yeah. So that's a little bit scary to think about. I mean, you know, being 
apparent, you go, whoa, that's a little bit fucking freaky. So did she get better? So that's why you, you said it goes in where she's, she's like 15 and 16. Like, was she better? Oh, she's walking then? now. Oh, yeah, she's walking now. And the doctor, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. The doctor who diagnosed her was like, oh, she could relapse at any moment. So she needs to take it very seriously, you know, still get prescribed the ketamine, still do the, like, the physical therapy, this and that. But yeah, she's walking now. Dude. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was interesting. They talked to some of the other parents who kind of got fucked over by the system and had their kids taken away. And one of the dads went to jail for like 180 days. And turns out he didn't do anything to the kid. Dang. You know. Yeah. You want to watch the trailer of this yeah, fucking kinda. shit show? I can I, I feel like I feel like the uh, the title song should be Ketamine by oh, Princess yeah. Goes to the Butterfly Museum. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you my biggest gripe with this is that the thing that bothered me the most about this is it felt like everyone surrounding this family, the lawyers, uh, you know, people who were like trying to raise them money. Everybody had a fucking agenda. It felt like it felt like, Oh, there's a documentary. Let me go ahead and be the star of this show and really tell you why they deserve this and really tell you why she was sick and really tell you this. And it's like, Ugh. So I, at the I, end of the day, you kind of want to go, hey, somebody's dead. The little girl is traumatized. She can't go to a hospital now. She can't go to a doctor. She still thinks she's sick, by right, the way, right. to this day. You know, she still thinks she has uh, this, di- this diagnosis of the complex regional pain syndrome. So, so it's so I'm no it's uh, creepy. I'm man. no I'm no doctor. Never will claim to be. However, doesn't that seem like the most basic diagnosis to call it that complex regional pain syndrome basically just means that you I mean, have it's, it's the you most have convenient. a lot you yeah, have a lot sure. of pain in certain You're areas in of your body <laughs> yeah well dude there are there are weird dude it's there there's weird shit out there oh, that for, for sure for sure uh do you know have you ever heard of a, i think it's called eilers daniels do you know what this is i don't think so so it's like a rare disease that p- typically women get, but the, like their joints don't work properly and they can like bend their hands back to their arms and like Whoa. they lose like all. Like, yeah, it's super weird. I actually know. I know somebody that has it. Uh, but that 30 years ago, that disease, no one knew what to diagnose or how to diagnose that disease. Right. Uh, but they and I think like they typically see it in women who recently had a child too like it's 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 a bizarre thing now again i'm obviously don't know what i'm talking about i know it exists i know somebody that has it but i don't know right there, to... i mean there's a lot of rare rare stuff out there that does a lot of weird oh, stuff to people it's it's nuts uh how long is this trailer here we go so that's the official trailer on the bottom that was 53 seconds and build a family like... would love honesty and this guy, I hated him in the beginning. I'm like, God, he's a dummy. But at the end of it, you do feel bad for this fucking guy. This is the dad, by yeah. the way. Okay. Trust. We as parents tried to do the best we can for our children. Like, doesn't the way he talks just piss you off? 
he does a thing that i really he does he has a he does a i have a pet peeve i hate when people don't use their t's and they use a d instead of a t okay oh it it makes my skin crawl dude i hate it anyway is that a cake could be you do everything for them for For them for them oh (laughs) fucking you you only get you only get away with that if you're a rapper. I just want to point that out. He also doesn't sound like he's from Florida. But there's nothing. I think he's from Ohio. Prepared me. Okay. I think they're originally from I Ohio and relocated to, to Florida with gotcha. my family. Nothing. Why would you, after all that, why would you want, I mean, I guess it's money, you know, dollar signs, but why would you want to let somebody come in and do this documentary on you. I mean, they're in the heart of like a, a, a legal battle and, you know, try. I mean, I think the, the, I think the agenda of the documentary is to point out the miscalculations of hospitals and, and like social services and, and people like that, you know, places like that. Uh, when it comes to the, the abuse of children and what you know bad parenting and all that shit they thought that the mom had um what's it called uh munchausen munchausen's by proxy yeah uh and and then they determined no she doesn't have that i mean i sort of was like it kind of feels that way but the what, mom will what, record what, what, all what ex- the conversations with doctors and she would write it like document a lot of this stuff and was like very thorough and it was almost like, well, why, if if you don't know what this is and you genuinely think your kid's sick, why do you, I mean, I guess it was like a, you know, she didn't trust anyone, which makes sense, obviously. Which Munchausen's, but, that's like basically believing you're sick when you're not kind of, right? Well, you for, it's, you, you, I guess so you make the kid believe they're sick when they're not. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's heavy at times, but it's yeah, just. Sure. But it keeps going. It just keeps going and going, and like you eventually go, God, this like does everyone have an agenda in this? Like, who's real? Who's not real? You think there'll be like who's a really? You think there'll be a part two after all the legal battles are over? It's possible. I I can't remember how it ended. I think like they never they could never get it to go to trial. Um. But, which isn't surprising, I don't right. think. But in the end, they like read a statement from the hospital, and the, of course, the hospital like we didn't do anything wrong, you know. So now this, this isn't this that, is but, the John Hopkins. This is the the original hospital, right? No, this is John John. No, this is Johns Hopkins. What the the hell? doctor. So there are two doctors who went really hard with this diagnosis of uh, complex regional pain syndrome. Nothing happened to them. They also recorded everything to cover their asses. Right. So anytime this girl was in the doctor's office, they recorded the conversations, they recorded the sessions, you know. But also they sent them to Mexico, which seems... Well, that was voluntary. The parents had to decide, yeah, we're going to do this. Okay. But still, man. The doctor can't recommend that. The doctor can just say, this is where you can go get this done. Type of thing. 
dang yeah which, i mean gross. which it's i mean creepy. people people do that a lot i mean i think it's more common than people realize that people go to like mexico and stuff like that to have procedures done that you can't have done here oh yeah i mean mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know about putting a fucking eight-year-old in a fucking coma yeah that's it's a little bit much yeah for sure anyway well dude i know you had a heart out do you want to get out of here or you got something else you want to talk about uh let's just i guess finish up saying since we're already on a bummer note anyways uh let's finish out saying rip to ryan mallet yeah man did you did you see the story i haven't seen the story i just know that he drowned he drowned he was trying to fucking swim in the ocean and the fucking tide caught him yeah okay the ocean is scary, dude. dude. I know we we just we, talked. Me about and you this. have talked about the ocean so much lately. For some reason, I think and how, how much it scares us. And the the funny it thing is, I've, I've seen I've me. seen two videos on social media in the past week, and one of them was a freaking octopus that ended up on the boat. And I'm like, just looking at that creature tells me there's no freaking way I need to be in the ocean. No, like like it, no. I mean, it was, like if it, like they had I'll to go to shoulder length. That's as far as I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Even looking at that thing, I'm or like... shoulder depth, I should say. And, and this wasn't even a big one. This was like, you know, a, a, a decently small one. And they just kind of... For one, he grabbed it with his own hand and pushed it off. And I was like, there's no way I'm touching that. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm But then he, he pushes it off and I'm like, you know, there's things like that that are the size of my house in there that look like that. Like, it is insane. And the other one is a, a video of a fam, uh, like a family. They were out in a boat, deep sea fishing. And his wife, this guy's wife, was holding the fishing pole. And whatever yeah. she caught pulled the pole in the water. And his first reaction was to jump in the ocean and grab the fishing pole. Why? And so I don't know. He's an idiot. And then it takes like 10 minutes of watching this video because I, I couldn't, I had to find out what happened. I, cu- I had to find out if he got back in the boat or not. And it's them like trying to drive the boat around to get him back in the boat. And he will not let this thing go. But he has no life jacket on. He's just swimming in the ocean. Like, you are a massive idiot. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I'm not worried about the swimming aspect of it. I mean, you should be because this is how Ryan Mallet died. The tide caught him. He couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. But it's it's what's underneath me that fucking frightens me. Like. I was telling my wife because we were. I was talking to her about Ryan Mallet, and I was talking about how uh, you know I was on a trip with some buddies, and we were we were in Florida, and we we rented jet skis for the day, and we took those fuckers out on the ocean all day, and like we were out there, dude. We were far out there. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was eighteen. I wasn't scared of anything. I was an idiot. Uh, but uh, my buddies stalled out, and he was just floating in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, dude. If we don't get this thing started again, you could be in trouble. Yeah. But he was like doing backflips off the back of it, just having a grand old time as I'm pulling up to him. Like, I don't know, man, if I want to be in the water. There are there are gonna... freaking sharks in the ocean that could eat you and that sea do in one second. Mm-hmm. God. Ugh. Yeah. Fre- freaks me out. Gives me chills. Yeah, it scares me much more than outer space. I can tell you that. Like floating away in outer space doesn't scare me as much as like <laughs> sitting in open water. I swear to God, because one might not be real and the other is real. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm just saying. One might not be real. I'm uh, just saying. Uh, 
quick question. Did you, you said you've never watched Black Mirror. Is that true? Is that what you told me? No, man, I've never, uh, I'm never giving it a shot. I, I'm sure I eventually will. But so there's one episode. So, um, real quick, Black Mirror. So none of the episodes tie each other together. They're all different. Like every episode and every season is all different right, from right, each right. other. Uh, you ought to check out the new season and watch the episode with Aaron Paul. So this, oh, se- I, I saw someone post about that. This yeah. season, they've been using a lot of different, uh, like big name actors. So like Selma uh-huh. Hayek is in the first episode. Oh wow! Um, along with uh, the main I character, like to I look can't look at her. Yeah, I can't remember what the girl's name is. That's the main character in the first episode. Uh, but then, you know, like I said, Aaron Paul's in an episode, and uh, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, you should you should check it out. Aaron it, Paul's it, the dude from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, j- uh, yeah. What was his name? Jamie. I don't know. Jamie? I only watched the first season of that. I didn't oh. really get into it. But yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you ought, you ought to check it out. It's 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 an interesting concept that that episode. Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about the show. I don't, I, I don't know. I think I always it's kind, kind of, it's it's kind of creepy in a lot of the episodes because it's considered like a near futuristic show. So, like, I think the, the majority yeah, of the that stuff that they appeal to me a lot, but it does to me because it's like we're a lot closer to a lot of these things than we probably think. Like, military and stuff probably has a lot of these things ready to go. It's kind of creepy, dude. Kind of creepy. Talking about AI, are you gonna bore me with a there? AI there is some AI stuff in there, but this, but this isn't the Aaron Paul episode. Isn't. Okay, I'll, I know I'm eventually gonna check it out. It's just gonna have to be one of those moments. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, so. Anyways, you got anything else? Uh, let's get out of here, dude. Right. Oh, yeah, we can say happy 4th of July. Uh, do you have plans? Okay. Uh, do I have plans? Yeah. So we are going camping for 4th, and then... So you're going to be camping. When do you start? So so today's Wednesday. We, are camp- we leave Friday. We're camping Friday night and Saturday night, and then maybe Sunday night. We haven't decided yet. Coming back Monday morning, and then Tuesday morning we're going to we're leaving out and going to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, for uh, just basically a getaway. But we got a big Airbnb that's really cool on the on the lake and stuff down there. We're going there at the end of July. Oh, really? I figured you were going to make yep. fun of me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean I like Hot Springs. Hot Springs is cool. I've never been. My parents have, you have been have, there before. No, I haven't. My parents have oh, been a lot, but we have. So wait, you're going there on Tuesday for the holiday? Yeah, we'll leave out Tuesday morning and we'll come back Friday. It'll be cool to be down there for a holiday. We went. Uh, I guess I don't know if they'll because we're we're right on on Lake Hamilton, but I don't yeah. know if they're doing like Fourth of July like fireworks and stuff on the fourth or not, or if they're doing them this weekend, I have to imagine they will do that town. Like if you go to like downtown, it's very festive yeah. for holidays and shit. So I, I can't imagine that you wouldn't cool. We went there late November. So they are like Christmas. It was Christmas decorations everywhere, lights everywhere. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. No, we're going back with my entire family. Oh, nice. The end of July. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Ugh. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. I, that may be the only way we, if they do fireworks down there, maybe the only way we get to see them. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. Everybody around us is either postponing them or canceling them because it's, we've had no rain and everything's so dry. They're afraid we're going to have fires. Stop people around me. 
Well, it's not going to stop the people. Yeah, it's not going to stop the people around me. It's going to stop like the big celebrations. But that's just going right, to mean that yeah. everybody around me is going to go buy more fireworks to do their own. And then there's going to be like forest fires and stuff everywhere. I used to love the 4th of July. Now I just go inside, fuckers. Make it so much fucking noise. I'm pretty, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I you've just, complained about it the last two years on, on, this, on I, this show. Yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. I, I know eventually once my, my, my boys are of the age where it would be appropriate, I'll, we'll do fireworks. You know, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I was really hoping to not be living where I'm living for the Fourth of July <laughs> this year. We're close, We're getting close. Damn it! All right, dude, let's get out of here. We didn't have to say Happy Fourth of July. I was just curious. I wanted to bitch about it. Actually, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> anyway. Bye.